everybody, welcome to my podcast. I am Rachel Paling and the creator of New Language Coaching and I'm delighted to start this new series of podcasts with an amazing person today. Very, very delighted to speak with Ron Moraine. And Ron is an American living in Germany. He is the co-founder of the Language Learning Center in Duisburg, and he's been over 40 years active in uh, development and uh, learning and teaching and, and language as well. He speaks three languages absolutely fluently, and he is the innovator of ready-made mind maps. So Ron, hello and welcome. Hi, Rachel. How are you? (laughs) Fantastic to be with you. And Ron, can you just elaborate a little bit more for the listeners and who you are? Well, uh, you know, I always like to think of myself as a teacher, uh, you know, a humble teacher. But, you know, I'm also a a language trainer and lecturing professor at uh, several universities uh, here in Germany. Uh, And uh, the innovator of the concept, as you just mentioned, ready-made mind maps, which are used to facilitate task-based learning, project-based learning, content-based learning, and of course, language coaching. Fantastic, yes. And And I just want to throw in a little thing there and uh, help to found a new group called uh, Business English uh, Russia, which is called Basic Russia, which we had our debut in Moscow just uh, last month. Yes, and this, it was, past month, yeah. yeah, and a phenomenal success. I, I had some great reviews from that and well done. Congratulations on that success. And um, definitely, Ron, you know, some fantastic experience that you're then now bringing to, to people worldwide. I know that you do train uh, people worldwide and you also come into this phenomena of language coaching. And I would love if you can, just to explain a little bit, um, what is language coaching for you? Well, you know, that's a question that if you asked a thousand people, I think you would get a thousand different answers. Yes. But um, the thing is that each person who either calls himself a, a, a language coach or a neuro language coach or a, um, a, a language trainer, um, you know, all of us define that from the context that, you know, we have worked in in the past and that we are working in now. So that's how we define that. And for me, I, I define it very differently maybe than some other language coaches uh, because I work in an academic environment. So, uh, and I, you know, coach professors to, you know, make them more confident uh, or help them and support them to become more confident uh, when they walk into a a lecture hall and deliver their lecture in English. So, you know, and that's a a long process. That takes maybe two to three years for them to really be able to do that. So that's one of the contexts that I work in. Uh, But the other one is, of course, business English language coaching, uh, working with managers, uh, people who are uh, executives, decision makers, and that's also a different context and requires a different approach. So again, we, you know, but for language coaching, you know, put simple, I think, is that it's our job as a language coach to help our coaches uh, develop a sense of self-confidence so that when they are operating uh, with English lingua franca, they are able to successfully uh, uh, do business uh, or deliver what they want to deliver in an 
in English, which is not their native language. Yes. I think that's very important. Absolutely. That's how I define it. Absolutely. And I love, I love that way of defining it, um, Ron, because, you know, you're right. As a coach, it is that empowerment, that bringing people to, to really develop their own self-confidence and their own skills. And, and I'm hearing that you really do that with so many professors worldwide. And that's fantastic. It really is. Now, I know that you have a lot of uh, business experience as well, which adds to, to the wealth of your knowledge. Can you talk to us a little bit about your journey? Oh, well, it's been a long one, uh, but I started young uh, and um, I, I always liked the idea of business uh, and I had just graduated from university and um, I was too young to really, you know, feel confident about walking into a classroom and teaching. So after a long discussion with my parents, um, we just decided that I would move to New York and I would... Uh, join a junior executive management training program, which was being sponsored by a British company, Debenhams, which you're probably aware of. Uh, And I was able to um, get into their management training program, do my MBA, uh, and of course, uh, specialize in human resource management and development, where I used my teaching, you know, credentials, uh, but for adult learners in a corporate environment uh, and started doing that. And I loved it. I loved working with adults. Uh, I liked lifelong learning, the idea of, you know, helping someone develop their skills and uh, and their skill sets uh, and uh, making them very confident about what they were doing. And that was the, the beginning of the journey. Uh, and I was living in San Francisco at the time when I was approached by a headhunter who offered me a job in Germany. Uh, And it was uh, to help open up one of the first um, uh, corporate uh, universities in Germany. And this was in 1990. Uh, And uh, I thought I was young. I was still thin. I was single. Why not? So no risk, no fun. And I just got on a plane, moved to Germany and worked on a two-year project to help open up this uh, uh, corporate university. And that was the beginning of another journey for me. Wow. uh, Which led me to start working in the corporate world in Germany, learning new things and cultural aspects of communication. And so, you know, just... It's just this never-ending cycle of learning. Yes, 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 yes. And I think uh, you, you and I have been talking about this uh, a little bit earlier today, that life is really about that lifelong learning. We never stop, do we? Oh, it's very important. And I think some people are sometimes get a little afraid of of, of topping on the train and uh, going to some unknown place. Uh, but it's, it's a very interesting journey. Uh, and I've enjoyed my journey, and I realize at my age now that it just never stops, and I'm always confronted with a new thing I have to learn. That's right. I love it. Yes, yes. So how do you see the future of the language industry? Well, that is actually a very complicated question. Mm. Uh, I'm not a soothsayer with a crystal ball sitting here wondering, you know, I can look (laughs) into the future and see that. But, you know, after doing a lot of traveling these past two years, and uh, this year, uh, 2019, I decided to concentrate on Russia, uh, Korea, and Japan, and just got back from that journey. And I have to say that was a very interesting journey, which led to a lot of reflection, 
uh, and it totally changed my idea, you know, what's really going on in the world. Uh, and then with my European and, of course, Latin American experiences uh, and my Chinese experience, which I had, you know, in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I have to say that uh, we're living in a very complex world. And we can't say that it's really easy to answer the question of where is the language learning or language industry really going to because you know there's so many different things going on in the language industry itself you know there's translations uh there's you know language learning and private schools running their business and uh and running a business uh and i have that experience as well uh but working in academia and then you know uh the, the corporate world there's just so many things going on but i think the one thing that really influences the language industry right now is technology right. and the integration of technology and how we can use that to really help uh, steer the language learning experience in a very positive way and i think that uh, teachers are at a crossroads where they have to really you know take a step back and look at the skill sets that they're offering and uh, how much of technology are they really using uh, to help them to, to make that change, you know, into what's really happening right now? So I think technology has a lot to, to uh, a lot of influence in what's happening in the language learning industry. Yes. So a person has to be really tech savvy these days. Yes, yes, yes. Well, uh, I think you and I will, will be observing how it develops over the next years, definitely. And Ron, I'm thrilled because you're going to be talking at my conference, the Neuro Language Learning Conference on, uh, well, in April, uh, starting on the 29th, then the 30th of April and the 1st of May. And you are going to be one of our amazing speakers. So could you tell my listeners a little bit what you're going to be talking about? Well, I want to first thank you for inviting me. I'm thrilled. <laughs> um, I think that's, uh, I look forward to it. And I look forward to meeting a lot of the people who are going to be there, the other speakers. Yes. Uh, and uh, as for you know, as for what I'm going to be talking about is, I want to talk about uh, more. I want to talk more about ready-made mind maps and and how mind maps are a very powerful instrument to use uh, in a language learning process, and not just language learning itself. Because we could, you know, I have mind maps that are geared towards young learners. I have mind maps that are geared towards university students who have no work experience, and then mind maps that are geared to managers and executives with lots of years of experience. Uh, and so, you know, I have different mind maps for each one of those and how they can actually be used in a very positive way to integrate task-based learning, project-based learning, and content-based learning into the language learning experience. But I think most importantly, what I'm going to concentrate on at the upcoming conference in London uh, is how to use uh, mind maps, ready-made mind maps, as a powerful instrument to steer coaching. Fantastic. Uh, and... Uh, you know, when you're a young coach, you might not understand sometimes how how important it is to really have a set of questions that could keep people interested and motivated during the coaching process, but also stay focused uh, on what, you know, they really need to accomplish. Uh, and the mind maps work as a roadmap and as a guide to help to facilitate um, the coaching process itself. And uh, and I think they're really great to just place on the table. But, but one more important thing is how to use them, not just what they are, but how to use them. And I want to make it a very interactive session where we're going to actually 
hands-on experience. We're going to throw some mind maps at them, and you know, which are coaching oriented, and let them view them for themselves and walk through that process and go home with an experience, uh, and hopefully be able to use those immediately at their next next coaching session. Fantastic, honestly, Ron, I am. Delighted and thrilled that you're going to be talking and I'm delighted that you're going to be getting people to really experience these mind maps because I think they're phenomenal and I totally agree with you. I think a lot of young coaches, one of the major problems are those questions and how we can keep people engaged, the right questions, the right timing. So fantastic. Anything well, else? I forgot to mention one thing and that is, you know, think times. You know, a lot of times we just throw questions at people. Yeah. And I think, you know, during the initial um, meeting that we have with, you know, of maybe a future coachee, uh, that, you know, we should be spontaneous, but we should have already a set of questions ready to go so that, you know, we create that conversation. But eventually we do need a little bit of help and support uh, from experienced coaches, uh, from experienced trainers uh, who have done this many, many times before and basically know that you don't really need to reinvent the wheel. There's a lot of good things out there that we can use to, you know, to support uh, our our learners, uh, our coaches uh, in this process. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, this is the reason I want to share those. And I think I'm, you know, it's really thankful for having that opportunity to do that. Yes. And we were talking also about the fact that your mind maps really help to stimulate. They do. And, right. you know, it's easy for me to say that because I created them. Yeah. But it's when I get in a session where I show teachers, look, this is what it is. I walk them through it. I don't want to give them too much theory because they're so bogged down. We're, you know, we're so bogged down today. We have to learn so many different things. And, you know, coaching is, you know, it's a learned skill. Mm. Uh, but we can facilitate that, you know, that skill and help them to learn it better by just giving them a mind map and letting them just do it. And then they make the self-realizations themselves and start to see how easy it really is if they just have some kind of, uh, of guide, some roadmap to help them through the whole session, but also it helps them to improve their, their training skills, uh, their uh, classroom management skills. And, you know, when we're in a coaching session, it is a lot of management that's going on there. Yeah. And we need something that uh, to help us manage that that coaching process. Yes. And that's what the ready-made mind maps do. Yes. They help to manage it. Yeah. Well, absolutely fantastic. And I'm really looking forward as well, Ron. I know that um, there is a book uh, in the making. So very much looking forward to seeing that in the flesh. And hopefully we're going to get that uh, ready uh, to be at the conference as well. Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that when we talk the next time. And, and definitely looking forward to having a physical uh, book from you. Anything that you'd like to add to our listeners relating to language learning, language teaching, mind maps? Well, you know, um, one of the things I always have to do is um, debunk the misconception that when people come to my workshop or a talk that I'm going to be giving, uh, that I'm going to show them how to mind map. Right. <laughs> and so that's not what it's really about. It's really about, you know, ready-made mind maps, uh, the roadmaps that I have created and helping them to use those as that powerful instrument to steer and guide, uh, influence uh, the language learning uh, process and coaching. Uh, so that's one thing I, I really would like to end with is that, 
you have to be there to experience it. So right. I want to invite anybody who's in the area or if you, you know, have a little bit of interest in what that's all about to come and visit uh, the conference in London and uh, take part in what's going on because I think that it's an eye-opening experience for people to really get a better understanding of what language learning is and language coaching and maybe help to change their ideas and maybe give them other ideas that they can use in their self-development process and you know mind maps is just one way of doing it yes 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 and um just adding a little bit of information about the conference so the conference is called the neural language learning conference and the question for all of us is what can we do to enhance the learning process and we have speakers talking a little bit about um, um, emotional intelligence, practical intelligence. We've got you with the mind maps. We've got some neuroscientists coming in. We're talking a little bit about language. We're talking a little bit about learning difficulties as well. So everything is about enhancing learning. And Ron, I am so, so grateful to you that you're bringing that contribution. And I'm sure that you're going to be stimulating a lot of brains in that room and, and also outside as well. I look forward to Rachel. Yes, thank you. So wrapping up, Ron, I'm going to say thank you very, very much for this podcast, the first in our new series. And I'm looking forward to, you know, in the future, Ron, we're going to have some more podcasts together, I'm sure. So oh, thank yes, you. I think we have some plans for March and for June. Absolutely. Yes. And to all the listeners, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you. We're looking forward to connecting with you at the conference in London. I will leave you the details of Ron's connecting uh, contact details and my details and the conference details in the, uh, um, in the links that we're providing. So everybody have a wonderful day and looking forward to the next podcast. I'm Rachel and goodbye. Goodbye.